from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I imagine it's somewhat unusual you join the Navy to, to see the world, to sail on ships. Then you end up in St. Louis, of all places. Is there some, some strangeness? And you're in one of the most landlocked parts of the country. Yes, that is unusual, but I'm glad to be here. Uh, my father was born in Jefferson City, and so there's a little bit of pride there to come back here to Missouri, where, where uh, my family started. You mentioned if they're not super anxious, have you dealt with some people who just, they, they have that fear of the needle and, and it's coming for their arm? Yes, ma'am. I think it's almost an, a kind of an inherent fear for just, just about everyone. But, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they have the determination to get that vaccine. And, you know, we're here to happy to oblige them. I'm Sarah Fenske. More than 49% of Missouri adults are at least partially vaccinated. 40% are totally done. For St. Louisans, many of those shots took place at the Dome at America's Center. Nearly 32,000 people have been dosed at the event since it kicked off on April 7th. And our two guests today are among the many FEMA and military employees doing the dosing. Navy Commander Jared Scott is a nurse who oversees the medical operations on site. Commander Scott, welcome. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined today by Petty Officer Second Class Belisarius Watson, a hospital corpsman. Belisarius, welcome. Hi, thank you. So, Commander Scott, I want to start with you. You oversee about 90 medical personnel who are preparing and distributing these vaccinations. That's quite an operation. What was it like to get that set up in the days before you started administering shots on, on April 7th? Well, we were really excited when we got the call. Um, we have uh, nurses, doctors, and hospital corpsmen stationed out at Camp Pendleton, and uh, we've been waiting eagerly to find out where where we were going to go, when we were going to leave, and then finally, it happened. They gave us the call and said, hey, get your team together and head out to St. Louis and uh, get some good work done. Hmm. So you were there in San Diego. You knew you'd be involved with some sort of vaccination effort at that point? We've known for a couple of months. Um, we're just waiting for where and when. And uh, finally, the vaccine was approved, and the uh, team was able to get the funding together and support from the state of Missouri. And so they gave us the call, and five days later, we uh, our flights touched down right here in St. Louis. So not much warning. You show up in St. Louis. After you touch down, how much time did you have to get things set up before the public starts streaming through the doors? Well, we had three days to get my team ready. Fortunately, other other area agencies had arrived here ahead of time and were putting the plan together, getting the supplies, equipment, uh, getting all the tables set up so that when we arrived, it uh, made a, a very smooth, simple process. Hmm. So three days to get your team ready. That is not a lot of time. Belisarius, what was that like for you? You kind of show up in a new city and you just have just a very little time to get acclimated and and start working. Uh, It was actually really interesting, but um, FEMA, you know, made everything real smooth for us, you know, getting us into the hospitals and getting us set up with our with our situation over here at the Dome. So it was a very smooth transition. Belisarius, I understand you've been a hospital corpsman for 11 years when you're not administering shots to St. Louisans. Uh, what do you do in that job? 
Well, right now I'm actually an x-ray technician. So uh, I just recently finished school for that. So I'm uh, taking x-rays and you know, seeing broken bones and whatnot. And is that for military personnel or who are you assisting with that work? Uh, so with our clinic, we do do active duty military and uh, dependents as well. Okay. So this is not the general public. Commander Scott, how unusual is it to have an operation running where you're serving the general public and, and doing it here within the U.S.? It's actually quite unusual for the Navy to um, provide services to the public. Uh, normally, our work is done at, for active duty or overseas or on ships. And so this is a really a great opportunity for me to come out here and, and uh, take care of some of our own. Hmm. I imagine it's somewhat unusual you join the Navy to, to see the world, to sail on ships. Then you end up in St. Louis, of all places. Is there some, some strangeness? And you're in one of the most landlocked parts of the country. Yes, that is unusual, but I'm glad to be here. Uh, my father was born in Jefferson City, and so there's a little bit of pride there to come back here to Missouri where, where uh, my family started. Hmm. So you had been here, Commander Scott, uh, to, to see family members even before this? No, this is my first visit here to St. Louis. Uh, I'm hoping to go up and see some some long-lost cousins here in the next couple of weeks. Wow, so that is a, a pretty remarkable, um, just surprising that you would end up being so close to, to where your family's from. That seems like kind of a, a cool added benefit. Yes, it's very special. Uh, what I really like that surprised me was some of these some of these um, guests that we have that I give vaccines to sound like my grandmother. And uh, it just made me think of her uh, when I get the opportunity to speak to them. So that Missouri accent is familiar for you. It is. <laughs> Pelisarius, I understand you're from California. Do you feel any sort of connection to Missouri in, in the way that Commander Scott is, is at least recognizing the accent here? Um, I don't think it's to the degree, but uh, since I have been here, I've gotten to experience a lot of you know, a lot of the cultures and subcultures, you know, that you guys have in the in the city. So it's been actually really amazing to, you know, because I've never been to St. Louis. So, mm -hmm. you know, meeting a lot of St. Louisans and, and uh, you know, seeing the city has been really, uh, really good opportunity for me. So you have gotten a chance to explore the city a bit when you're off duty, you're able to, to go and, and see the sites? Uh, yes, ma'am. You know, we, we, we try to squeeze it in. But, um, you know, I have gotten to see a couple of the sites around the city and eat some of your guys' amazing food. So, Oh, well, we appreciate the compliment. Thank you. Um, have you been able to go uh, to the to the arch yet? Uh, I have not. I do get to see it every day, though, so that's pretty special. <laughs> we all feel the same way here, driving by. There's the arch. Commander Scott, have you been able to see any of the sites in town? Hey, uh, yes, we went uh, to the arch the other day. I actually love jogging around the arch. It's a beautiful park over there. Mm -hmm. One of our favorite places to do PT when I have a little bit of time. I also got to go see a Cardinals game. That was fun. Hey, uh, that's great. Fun. Well, so I'm so glad you've been able to get out of the dome a little bit. That's, that's great to hear, but you've also been spending a ton of time in the dome. And I'm curious to hear what that's like. Commander Scott, in those beginning days, uh, we talking very long hours just to, to get everything going. They were long hours. Those first 10 days, it was about 14 hours a day without any time off, just just get every, everything working right and running right. Um, but we made it through, and now I've been able to get a little time here and there to, to relax and to recharge. 
Hmm. And I do want to mention, uh, when we talked about how unusual it is that, that you naval officers would be here doing this in the U.S., you have done these kind of uh, missions in other countries. Commander Scott, what's an example of that for you when you've been able to do um, this sort of work, just not in the U.S.? Well, there was a um, giant tsunami that you were all aware of back 2004, 2005. Mm. And when that tsunami hit, I looked to my wife and said, Hmm, I wonder if the Navy's going to help out with this. So, well, 48 hours later, I got the phone call, and the Navy put me on the hospital ship, sent me out to Southeast Asia. I was uh, in charge of casualty receiving there on the hospital ship for four months, and it, that was a terrific opportunity as well. Hmm. Um, this is even I like this as well because it's right here in our own states taking care of our own people. But hmm. uh, the Navy does that, those kinds of humanitarian service projects, uh, every year uh, to different sites around the world. Hmm. Belisarius, have you been able to do some of these missions overseas? Uh, so I, I'm not like Commander Scott. I've never been on a hospital ship, but I was deployed in uh, 2014 on a destroyer, and we did get to do some humanitarian-type missions. Um, it was mo- mostly volunteer, so hmm. like I was able to go to orphanages and you know spend some time with the children there, You know, see them put on plays, and uh, do arts and crafts with them uh, in in uh, Japan. You know, I was, we were able to volunteer, do some uh, also you know public relation. We we cleaned up some parks out in town. Hmm. You know, I'd never been to Japan, so that was quite amazing. But like Commander Scott said, this is a special opportunity uh, that we don't get a lot you know, a lot of chances to do. So I am very grateful that for this opportunity. Commander Scott, how were the corpsmen prepared for this effort? Was there any special training for doing this kind of vaccination? So the nurses and corpsmen went through about 16 hours of training prior to coming here. And most of us had the opportunity to work inside the vaccinations, one of the several vaccination centers there at Camp Pendleton in California. Mm. But we, uh, prepared very well so that when we got here with only three days to get ready, we already knew how to give vaccines, mix vaccines. That part was easy. It was just setting up our processes here at the Dome that took time to put together. Hmm. Belisarius, I'm curious what it's like as you're there actually putting shots in the arm. I know that, uh, um, you know, there's a chance for very limited conversation. What have people been like in that moment where you're giving them the shot? For the most part, if they're not, you know, nervous, they are super excited to be, you know, here and able to get through and get the shots and become vaccinated uh, through us. So it's it's really uh, satisfying and gratifying to see, you know, the thankfulness and the excited uh, excitedness that they have to, you know, get these vaccines. You mentioned if they're not super anxious, have you dealt with some people who just they, they have that fear of the needle and, and it's coming for their arm? Yes, ma'am. I think it's almost an, a kind of an inherent fear for just just about everyone. But, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they have the determination to get that vaccine. And, you know, we're here to happy to oblige them. Mm-hmm. So they go through with it. You kind of hold their hand, proverbially speaking, get them get them oh, over that hump. Absolutely. Commander Scott, have there been any incidents where um, that stick out in your mind where somebody's particularly joyful or maybe particularly fearful? Um, I had one, um, I have at least once a day where someone comes through and says, thank you for your service. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for being here and giving us these vaccines. That happens to me personally every day. 
And there are a bunch of us here, and I know they all hear the same message. It makes and that makes me very proud uh, to have that opportunity to serve. Hmm. We've actually heard from two different listeners. Mo from South City uh, called. We also got an email from Deborah. People are wondering if you're still looking for volunteers to assist with these operations. Commander Scott, is there any need for that at this point? We have volunteers here. I do not coordinate their efforts. That is coordinated by FEMA. Mm-hmm. And certainly, if you want to come help out, the best thing to do is to communicate with FEMA through their uh, Twitter page on Region 7, and then they can get volunteers set up to come help us out. Okay, that's great to know. So FEMA's Twitter page for Region 7, for anybody who's interested in helping out, they will know whether more volunteers are needed. Uh, so, Commander Scott, you'll be here until June 1st. That gives you still a couple weeks. What's your goal for these final weeks as you're on site here in St. Louis? Hey, we want to give a final push and get as many vaccines as we can here, provide safe, quality, efficient care, and um, end here with a bang. And so for people who might be on the fence of whether this is too big a pain in the neck, um, generally speaking, is there any waiting at this point if, if people visit you at the Dome? We timed it just the other day. It's about five minutes from the time that you register at our front desk until the time you're walking out with your shot. There's another 15-minute waiting period after you receive your vaccine, so it's about a total of 20 minutes to get your vaccine here. So 20 minutes, it sounds like there's really no excuse on the timing end. You are getting people in and you're getting them out um, changed with this, this vaccine in their arm. Yes, ma'am. Well, Navy Commander Jared Scott, I want to thank you for your work there. I actually got my vaccine at the Dome. I got to say, this was a spectacularly well-run event, and I'm so grateful and also grateful that you joined us today. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, Petty Officer Second Class Belisarius Watson, thank you. Thank you for having me. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.